Welcome to Brave Conversations with me, your host, Lee Sloan. As difficult as conversations can be these days, we believe that conversations still matter. Together, let's be brave enough to think, brave enough to feel, brave enough to change the world one brave conversation at a time. Well, hello, brave listeners. Now, you often hear about new phrases crop up in culture every day, and today I'm going to be talking about one that's been around actually for quite some time, and it's been picking up steam over my lifetime with every Oprah or Dr. Phil episode that's ever been aired. And it's the idea of speaking my truth or acknowledging your truth. We've all heard these phrases, my truth and your truth. These terms can be extremely validating in some cases and to some people, and also extremely frustrating to others. So I hope to bring in a little clarity around these terms and the concept of what it means to glean from another person's perspective without losing your own ability to keep a hold of reality and truth with a capital T. Now, you might have realized that the realm of psychology is a fairly new field of study, and over about the last 50 years or so, our fascination with it has monumentally increased. Some of the terms from pop psychology have spilled over into our everyday vocabulary. You don't need to have gone to a therapist yourself to throw around terms like codependency, narcissism, or antisocial behavior. Never mind the fact that you may or may not really know what these clinical terms mean, After all, it used to be that the words idiot and moron were also clinical terms in the budding psychological field. Now, I'm a huge fan of psychology, popular or otherwise. Don't get me wrong. I eat it all up. I'm not undermining the field of psychology. But I will say that the downside is that along with the popularization of psychology and therapy techniques has come a lot of misunderstanding because everyday people are throwing it around without understanding what it's all about. So somehow we've kind of like made this soupy amalgamation of our psychobabble, our politics, and our everyday relationships. Now, when someone talks about speaking their truth in a marriage therapy session, for example, that person can experience a lot of valuable breakthrough. Maybe for the first time that person's been able to articulate the well of, of unspoken emotion that's been churning in there for years and years. And for the first time, calling out and owning this as a truth of their very own has empowered them to really be heard and seen. And of course, we all have dis- different perspectives, don't we? We don't see things through the same lenses. And this is super frustrating for us because it's impossible for us as human beings to completely remove our own personal lenses. Now, our lenses can be external or internal. For example, like when you have a witness to a crime scene, there are multiple witnesses, right? Everyone perceives that event in a slightly different way or sometimes even a drastically different way. And this can depend on external things like the light where the person was standing or how good their eyesight is or their hearing was or things that are like surface level, right? But then, of course, it gets more complex. It compounds when we realize that 
that these differences are also internal in how we perceive things. And they're also psychological. So as I mentioned one of, in one of the earlier episodes, a person's culture or even a person's language can impact their interpretation of events. I mentioned this, that when someone who speaks Spanish, um, when they view something, they'll tend toward not assigning blame to people for the things that happened. It's because the way the Spanish language is, it, it doesn't exactly assign blame like the English language does. So in English, we say, I broke my arm, inadvertently assigning blame to the person who's attached to that arm, right? But in Spanish, they'd say, basically, the arm broke itself. So no blame attached to a person. And this makes a big difference in how someone perceives an event. Not only that, as we know, a person's past experiences, the things they've been taught and conditioned to believe, also affects their viewpoint, the school they went to, the family they grew up in, um, of course, their past experiences and their trigger points, if you will. Now, all of us are somewhat reluctant to believe and, and to really grasp the fact that we all wear lenses or biases through which we view the world. We'd like to think that we somehow are the one person who actually sees objectively. It's all those other people who have bias, right? Well, we can pretend all we want, but as humans, we can't get away from these filters and bias. So for the best thing we can do is not to remove every single lens, but to look through other lenses and try them on for a while. And I think it's somewhat of an art to be able to cultivate, to see another person's viewpoint clearly while minimizing our own for just a little while. And I know we can all do it. I know some people are way better at it than others and have tried harder than others. But the reason I know we can do it is because we all do it whenever we watch a movie. We're able to easily enter into a different person's world and imagine the perspective of a different character. And our enjoyment actually comes from our participation in the fictional lives of others. How much joy could come from when we do this in real life? So when someone says they're speaking their truth in a positive way, what they're really saying is, here's how I'm experiencing this. Here are my emotions around this. And I'm owning the fact that this is my perspective, that these are my emotions. Now, the weird thing about reality is that it's so complex. It's actually possible to have one thing that happened, one truth with a capital T, right? And then to have multiple people with many different experience and experiences and perceptions around that truth. We know this for those of us who read the Bible. We know that Matthew, Mark, and John all had the same basic experience with Jesus. But as individuals, they all had different perceptions of that experience, different things they took away from those experiences. That's why each one of the books they wrote are so different. The nature of reality is that it's multifaceted. Even though the perceptions may seem to contradict, it doesn't necessarily mean that they do. So it's an error to think that just because we all have different perspectives, that there's no actual truth or that truth is not worth pursuing. For an example, you can have three different blind people all describing their experiences of an elephant. 
in three completely different ways from different parts of the animal, right? Now, they might have some things that they can agree upon. You know, maybe they're feeling something rough, right? And some observations, other things that will be very different based on what what they're experiencing about the animal, right? The the foot or the the trunk or or anything like that. So it doesn't mean that any of them are lying or that any of their observations are less valid. But perhaps working together, they might be able to come up with a close to accurate description of the animal. Now, I'm assuming a lot here in my little illustration, right? (laughs) The metaphors live in a perfect world, but I'm assuming that all the people participating aren't lying, that they don't have nefarious purposes, and that they're interested in finding truth. And I get that for whatever reason, not all humans are like that. And that's why, to some degree, you have to have a level of trust with the person that you're talking to. But I think most people really do want to know the truth. And I think that some might even be willing to pursue it, even at the risk of being found to be wrong about what they thought they knew was true. So it's worth saying again, you cannot remove your own lens completely. The best thing that you and I can do is to put others on for a while, to attempt to refine our ability to see from a different perspective, to hone that art, books, movies, and most of all, I think brave conversations help us to step into someone else's skin for just long enough to see the truth from another angle. So maybe we shouldn't call it my truth and your truth. Maybe we should just call it my perspective and yours. You'll have one opinion on it and someone else will inevitably see it another way. What I hope you'll do is to learn to understand where another person is coming from. Maybe even be willing for a time to set aside your own preferred language, your words, for their words. Get into their skin by using their language, even just for a while. Maybe then we'll be able to move the conversation forward together to come to better conclusions on what this animal of life is all about. Now, if you're in Anchorage, our next Brave Conversation I'd like to invite you to is on February 27th at 6 p.m. You can get more info on it um, on my Facebook page, Lee Sloan Facebook page. And this month, we're tackling the topic of racism. We have a great um, diverse panel of people that I think you'll enjoy. And also, if you're long distance, you can still join us via live stream by joining our private Facebook group called Brave Conversations that's connected to my page there on Facebook. So thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. 